Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast, episode 25. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. There we go. Um, Sam, are you excited for Rockfest? I am. That's good. We're recording this on Friday before we head up to Rockfest for the the afternoon and evening mm-hmm. to listen to some good music and have a little bit of fun. A little bit of fun. Yeah. So. What are we doing tomorrow, Sean? Tomorrow, uh, we get to sleep until nine. That's exciting. We sleep until nine. Mm-hmm. Get up with the day. Get rolling. Maybe eat some breakfast, and then we gotta be up to the cities by eleven fifty. Uh, probably eleven thirty. We got weigh-ins then for my weightlifting meet, and then at one fifty I start lifting. How exciting is that, dude? I'm a little nervous. Are you really? Yes, Ben. Uh, yeah, I guess any time before like any um, meet or event, I get a little, little nervous. Yeah. Little butterflies. I'm excited to watch you. Thank you. Um, I also haven't done this in, uh, you know, like six years, so. Whatever. It's like riding a bike. It is like riding a bike, and I've. I think I we, I think I missed two reps in a month of training. Yeah. So. And one was really lightweight, and you just, it just went soaring. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not too concerned. I feel like I'll be able to hit some. I I think I'll I'll hit. I think I'll hit more lifts than I miss. How's that sound? I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that. That should be some fun. Mm-hmm. So, and then, I don't know, are we just chilling a little bit in the cities and coming back later? That's what I figured. Yeah. Should we celebrate with some glam doll donuts afterwards? Probably. I mean, that is considered an event. I think it's a special it's an event. It's a special event, so I have a donut or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, maybe grab grab some food with John and Andrew. They're coming to... Uh, to oh. cheer me on. And oh, I was going to ask if they were going to be there to watch you. Yeah, yeah. I asked if they'd uh, be my coaches so I don't die. Nice. So that should be some fun. And then uh, and then Sunday morning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up. Oh, this is my first time announcing to the public. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, I decided about a week or two ago I wanted to run a marathon. And so I brought it up to my good old buddy, Dan Giorseth, Giorseth Realty, check him out, um, about running a marathon. And he brought up to me of an ultra marathon, so a 50K, uh, a woods run, which I think that's going to be awful. But I guess you get scenery, so maybe only quite a bit awful. Um, In Duluth in three months. And he said that we should train for that one. Um, so starting Monday morning, me and my very, very fit self mm-hmm. is going to start with running 10 miles. And I have a lot, like, I know I'm going to be able to do it just fine. Like, I know I'm just going to be able to run 10 miles just fine. I'm just, I just know that the next couple days after that. are going to be rough. My body's really going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, I think every part of my body, because I'll just get done fully maxing out, using up all of my adrenaline from a weightlifting meet, mm-hmm. 
Then I'll go into running 10 miles the next day. So I'll already be fucking dead. Yep. I'm already be dead. Yep. I'm going to run 10 miles. And I have this feeling like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I might feel like I'm dying. Mm-hmm. You know you're still coming to the gym with us, right? Sure. Well, you guys don't even go to the gym anyways. Because I was helping you train with your f- freaking weightlifting meat. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. We shall see. Oh, my goodness. Do we not just, put that on me that we haven't been going to the gym because that is your fault. Oh, I, I'm sure. Why not? Why not? Cool. Um, so, yeah, it should be fun, and we'll start training for that next. Um, I think I'm going to have to do a lot more running than I, than I hope. Yeah, than you originally thought? Yeah, I was, like, watching. So, wait. Wait, did you just say you're only doing the ultra? No, well, I'm going to do the ultra, and then I don't, I might do, like, the half marathon. Oh, now you're only doing... the whistle stop. Oh, now you're only going to do the half for the whistle stop. Well, I was planning on always doing the half with, uh, with Corey. Because for a while, you made it sound like you were going to do the whole marathon. No, I talked about doing a marathon, but, uh, not the whistle stop, because the whistle stop, I was going to do the half with Corey. Ooh, ooh, October 9th? Oh, now that's going to be tricky. That's going to be tricky. Because I don't know if I can go run a half and then the next weekend run an ultra. Can I? I don't know if that's smart. I know nothing. Yeah, that'd be a question for Dan. Yeah, I'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I feel like you agreed to Corey first, so you do have to um, give him f- first dibs. Yeah. Um... Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, I could do that, and then I'll just go die at the ultra marathon. Yeah. It'd be a good warm-up round a week before, wouldn't it? I actually have no idea how any of that works. Me either. Um, what, a half marathon's only 13 miles? Half marathon's 13. Yeah. So that wouldn't be the end of the world a week before an ultra, right? I have no idea how that works. Mm. Oh, yeah. So then it's so then the one that Dan's talking about is Saturday, October sixteenth. It starts at eight AM and it's a fifty K um through Oldenburg Point picnic area, Jay Cook State Park. And then you finish at the Bayfront Park Duluth. So that could be gross, mm-hmm. but the hundred k starts. Oh my god, people are psycho. The hundred k starts Saturday at six a.m. and ends Sunday. Oh my! Lord. So wait, what's your time? <laughs> Is that real life? What's your time? No, like? it's not. Oh, never mind. That's for that's for the both of them. Never mind. Never mind. I I read that wrong. I have no idea what the t- time cap is. Oh, they don't have one. Um. I'm sure if I read it here, I could find a, mm-hmm. a time cap. Either way, Sean asked me to do it with him, and I said no. To do a to do a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah, that's why. I, like, I want to do the half with um, Corey, in in uh, whistle stop. But that was before I knew about this. Uh, ultra. This ultra. That sounds. It kind of sounds like just absolutely miserable yeah you know 
Yeah. It kind of sounds awful. It does sound awful. So, I don't know. It doesn't say what the uh, what my time cap is. Oh, that's kind of surprising. Uh, runners will have until 12 a.m. midnight on Sunday, October 20th to finish the 100. No, that can't be right. The 100K and 50K? No, because... No, there's no way that they would give you that much time. This might still be for the... For when they put it out for 2020. Mm-hmm. Because, um, yeah, what did I tell you? Most of them have a six-hour, eight-hour, six, eight. That's for a regular marathon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so an ultra... How many more... How much longer is an ultra compared to a regular? I think, uh, well, it's a 50K, so I think it's like 31, 31 miles. 31 some miles. Yeah, this is, they still have this for... 2020? 2020, I think. And, okay, so then a marathon is 26 miles. So you're only doing five more miles. Yeah. So, in all reality, you should only need, like... Another hour compared to a regular marathon? Yeah, but this is like through the woods and shit and all sorts of different terrain. I suppose, yeah. Sorry, guys. Sean's doing research while we're discussing this. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what, uh, like, how, how long I have, you know. He needs to start prepping for how what his minute miles can be, how much walking he can do. Brian do a lot of fucking walking. Yep, 100%. But yeah, it looks kind of, uh, kind of looks fun. So anyways, that's, I mean, so that's kind of my plan is to uh, try to run an ultra marathon. Um, and then I did want to run a, uh, like a half with Corey. Um, unless Corey wants to join the ultra, that'd be kind of. <laughs> that would be great. Let me know, Corey. That could be fun. Could be a lot of fun. Um, and then Sarah and I can hang out all day. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Maybe Corey, maybe Corey will want to do this. And then, um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll die. We'll die on this this training. I got 91 days, it says. But that's okay. Um, so why do you want to do this, Sean? There must be a reason behind your madness, right? Um, you know, I do I do kind of like a challenge. Uh, something that, um, that challenges me. So I took a weightlifting meet, you know, something I haven't done in six years. Haven't trained in like five years, haven't competed in like six years. And I took it with a month's notice um, because it would be a little bit of a challenge to see if I could. Uh, I want to total more than I've totaled in a meet before. I think it'd be pretty fun. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. well, that's, my, that's my goal, at least, uh, which will be tough. But I've gotten stronger. So as long as my technique's good, it should happen. Right. And then, uh, Ryan said I should try running a marathon next because I've talked about running marathons for years. Uh, so I think it's time that I that I do it. Mm -hmm. That I challenge myself to, uh, to run. Yeah, I did the running thing marathon. in college. It's just... I don't mind it. I just don't have the good knees for it. 
It hurts my knees too much. I sound like an old lady. It's fine. Um. Oh, I signed us up for the altar open today, by the way. When's that? September 18th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll put it in our calendar. Fun in the sun. Okay, are you done looking up your ultra marathon? Yeah, so that's kind of what I got. Um, so it should be fun. So um, besides that, what, uh, what what else is new, Sam? Doge is at 18 cents. Doge at 18 cents. That, that'll lead right into um, what we want to chat about today. Mm-hmm. Why do we want to chat about this? Oh, because stocks... Well, so Matthew asked asked us to uh, talk about some Robinhood trading, uh, Coinbase, Webull, uh, stuff like that, what, what platforms to use. Um, and so I'm just going to go into what I use, what I prefer, and then... Um, and then talk a little bit about maybe why someone might want to do that. Yeah, no. Um, so, I guess first off, the main the main things I use for uh, crypto and stocks is Robinhood. It's the probably most known and easiest platform to navigate. Out of all of your apps, Robinhood's the easiest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so I only use, I use Robinhood, Webull, and Coinbase. And then I use TradingView um, as a, as a platform, like as a, uh, to look at charts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I used to pay for, when I tried uh, day trading for a week there, I paid for the, um like upgraded trading view account so that I could get notifications. And that was the most annoying thing in the world. It was probably about every 10 seconds you would get a ding, yeah. ding, ding. No, every couple minutes. Whatever. Well, I guess they would all three ding at the same time. Right. Because Sean was watching... All the crypto or most of the popular cryptos? Uh, yeah, I was doing like um, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin. Mm-hmm. I had like, I was watching all four of those. And so when they would ding, I would trade. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times it would like, what was so annoying about it was, there's like two lines of resistance essentially. Um, and I'd be watching the, the lines of resistance or I'd have it to, like, if it crosses that line of resistance, it dings. Um, but sometimes it would cross the line, and then a minute later it would cross it on the opposite side again, so it would just kind of, like, skirt the line, and so it would just be dinging every couple minutes instead of following the trends up and down and stuff. Um, and so it got kind of annoying for Sam and me a lot. Yeah. Um, Especially when you weren't, like, sitting at a computer and just doing it. Like, we'd just be driving around, and they would just all be going off. Right. Ugh. Good times. Mm Mm-hmm. But it looks like there's quite barely any fluctuations right now. It's a very... Steady. Things aren't fluctuating much right now. Mm Mm-mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, really, we ain't moving much. Mm-mm. We aren't moving too much. Bitcoin moving about within a $1,000 range in the past day. Yeah. But anyhow, so... Um, well, yeah, so if you're interested in Robinhood, right, or whatever, you should first find a, like, if you don't have Robinhood, you should, or Weeble, you should find a friend so they can refer you. I think Coin, Coinbase might also have something. Um, so if you have a friend refer you to any of those, then they get two stocks and then you get a stock. No, they only get one. They get one stock, mm-hmm. and then you get a stock. And then once you get, once you have referred three people, then you get a bonus stock. Oh, okay, okay. So I need one more friend. If anybody uh, wants Robinhood, hit me up. Mm-hmm. So that way, yeah, your friend can get a stock, and then you can get a stock too. Um, otherwise, if you don't know anybody ha- that has Robinhood, that's a lie because you're listening to this, and you could ask Samurai. Um, but whatever. Um, if you want, you can just go to the website, sign up, and you get a free stock for signing up. Yeah. As soon as you go through, well, as soon as you link a bank account, you get a free stock. Yeah. Um, my, one of my free stocks I just got, when I got it, it was only at $2, and then it bumped up to 10 Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had a crazy return. Yeah. So, um, that was nice. Um, otherwise, uh... One of our main things is, like, we don't listen to a lot of uh, popular, like, YouTube YouTubers or people that give advice on Robinhood. Because usually their advice is probably, what, a day or two behind? hmm So, yeah, for a while, for a while, I listened to, like, YouTube channels like Meet Kevin and stuff. Um, and it was all hunky-dory. The problem is, it seemed like all of his stocks were getting a lot of traction because he was talking about it for a couple weeks, and then they all decided to take shitters and go down 100%. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's like the Elon Musk thing. If he tweets something, either his stock will go up or down, or other stocks will go up and mm-hmm. down. Cryptos, yeah. He Elon Musk can be tweeting, doing all this shit. Bitcoin will double and then he'll bash it and then it goes down by 100%. Yep. So it or goes down by 50%, whatever. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of steer clear like the, oh, here's the top 10 stocks you need. Or, yeah, follow me for like the stock advice and you can see my portfolio and all this. And then it's like, yeah, it's good. I guess it could be good right away. So if you just wanted to hit that, go up for a day and then turn it off. Okay, cool. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Or if you wanted to hold it for the next 100 years. Okay, that's also going to work. If you're trying to do like year-long trading or shorter-term trades, don't do that shit because you're just going to get screwed. Oh, yeah. Just research the companies. See if they're... Profits and loss makes sense. See if they, they've been increasing in, like, size, income, whatever. Profits have been increasing. What they have coming up for. Um, so how do you research this, Sean? Um, you can just fucking... Like, Yahoo Finance has a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. One of the main things I do is on the app, when you click on a stock, 
it tells you their like that company's uh, high and low in the past 52 weeks. Mm-hmm. So one thing I always look at is to see if what they're currently at is near their high or near their low. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's near their low, like I try and look back like a year to see if it's just been going like steadily down for a year or if it's just like one kind of jump down. And if it's been steadily going down, I usually won't buy into it because that probably means that the company's just dying slowly. Yep. Um, but if there's like just a very sudden down, then I'll buy into it because it'll probably go back up at mm-hmm. some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one main thing I look at. Yep. Uh, I avoid almost all stocks that are near their high. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people give the advice like you should take that risk every once in a while because I, under- I do understand like it can go higher than what they're 52 week high is but it's usually not going to go up just drastically yeah so every stock i've bought near their 52 week high i've lost money on right so um don't do that Mm -hmm. it's unless unless you're buying it to hold it for the rest of your life and you don't care about the temporary loss. So if you're if you're cool with buying something, say at ten dollars, um, because you're afraid it won't go back down to like five, six, or seven, so you buy it at ten, and then it takes you like, you know, you because because in twenty, thirty years it'll be fifty. Mm. So you don't care if you got in at you know ten or five, then just whatever, buy in and sit on it and watch your money go down for a year or so, and then it'll eventually come back. Um, Or have some patience, wait for it to get towards its 52-week low, buy in then around the $5, $6 mark for that 10. Now you made 100% return from where you would have originally bought in at. Mm. Or you could have had a 50% loss. Right. So that's, I mean, I, I, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I watched shit on day trading and stuff. And, and they're like, a lot of this stuff I read was like, oh, don't be afraid of buying at their high. And every time I've bought at their high, I've lost a lot of money. And so if you're patient and wait for it to, uh, the patience comes in both ways. So if you do buy high or low, it's usually going to come back. Like, if, if it goes down, it's going to come back. Or, you know, be patient, let it go up, whatever, take your gains. Or hold it forever. Um, but the stocks, cryptos, everything ebb and flow so much throughout the year. And there's different times of the year that are downer than others. And there are other times that are more up. Just how it goes. Every year there's trends. And so... If you buy a stock towards its high and you lose money, don't just sell it because unless unless it's like destined to die, unless that stock is destined to die, you've read a lot and it's destined to die, then get out. But most likely if it's just a regular company, it's in one of its ebbs and flows and you just got to wait it out, mm-hmm. wait out the storm and then you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, pay, yeah, good. pay attention to what's happening in the world too. So... Right when COVID hit and all, like, travel stopped, Sean and I instantly went on Robinhood and started buying travel stocks. Mm-hmm. Instantly. 
end. I mean, we did have to wait a year and a half until we could like start selling them. But I mean, we made a good chunk of money off of um, big companies losing money. Absolutely. Um, another thing was I a long time ago I I oh I've talked about this I bought into Riot Blockchain, which is uh, used with Bitcoin or mm-hmm. and other cryptos. Um, so if I would have stayed in that one, um, I did think the market was going to crash at a different time, so I sold out. But if I would have kept it, I would have also made a ton of money. Um, and I it was just because I figured at some point cryptocurrencies were going to skyrocket, but it just took a lot longer than I was hoping. Mm-hmm. So that that's where patience comes in play. Um, so it can either, I mean, it can either kill you or help you. Absolutely. Well, and just part of that, like, so you and I, one thing we were doing is we were reading a lot of like when when we were in riot because you and i both had quite a bit of riot at like a dollar yeah um and it and and riots 52 week high is 79.50 so we could have made a 7,900 percent return yeah um if if we would have held it that long i mean we would have sold probably at you know five ten bucks or whatever but still um we, a lot of the stocks we were in, like Alibaba and shit, which ended up going high yeah. to what we had. At, a lot of stocks we sold. Well, and Bitcoin too. I had Bitcoin at four th- at under four thousand dollars. Both had Bitcoin at under four thousand um, dollars. <laughs> but we kept reading. Like that, our big. I swear to God, the biggest flaw is research. Yeah. If you're sitting there, like, do research to make sure you're buying a viable asset. Right, like, don't buy something that's pointless and shitty. Whatever, like, make sure you're buying a viable company or a, a somewhat viable crypto, um, because then you're safe to be in. It. You're safer to be in it because you know you bought something viable. But then quit reading about the day to day shit of it because Sam and I were researching the fuck out of Alibaba um, and and Riot blockchain and bitcoin and we were doing like and every day we'd read a news article on that shit yeah and everything was like doomsday 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 and there was nothing bright in its outlook so sam and i sold it all for you know maybe a 30 percent gain yeah we sold most of shit with only a little gain right and we saw a lot of people predicting the stock market was gonna crash in november of 2019 yep and so that's when we we sold sold everything everything and what happened? 2020 came around COVID. It crashed, right? So it was close, mm-hmm. right? But those stocks we were holding, they crashed very temporarily. Mm-hmm. The cryptos we were holding, very temporarily. And then they all skyrocketed to the goddamn moon. Mm-hmm. Like... We, we made good returns. I think our average return on the travel stocks was probably around 80%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we made like an 80% return in about six months on travel stocks. So it ended up being pretty good for those. But the, the stocks we had and the cryptos we had before the uh, before that happened, we, made thousands we probably would have made like a three 4,000% return. Yeah. Instead of a eighty percent return, if we would have held it to, through through fruition, yeah, oh yeah, <clears throat> um, 
and which we did with the travel stocks. We held the travel stocks through the fruition of, of like their trend. Um, and we got the, so if we would have done that with, with the, uh, the stocks we were in, it, it would have been a difference of probably, you know, three to 4,000% difference. Yeah. Um, and so it, the, what, one thing I do now is, so I'm heavy in cryptos. I'm heavy in like Tesla and, and, uh, riot blockchain again. Um, and I just turned off my brain. I don't really look at this stuff day to day much anymore. I don't read news articles really on mm -hmm. it much because at all. there's so many that didn't make sense either. Like we would see articles about like, oh, Royal Caribbean's gonna start sailing again in the middle of July, and then it would go down like five percent. And I was like, why? Like they just released good news that they're gonna start cruising again, but it went down. Like, Absolutely, it's just. So there was a, I started reading a book about um <clears throat> I started reading a book about how to how to effectively trade stocks. I don't remember the exact name of it. The book was written in 1995. Um I got rid of the book. What you did? No you didn't. Yeah, no, I think I put it in a pile of get rid of. You can't, nothing correlates. Oh, the yeah. only the only thing that correlates from that book to now, I, I made it about halfway through the book and I quit reading it because in 1995, you had to, like, call a broker to submit a buy, a trade for you. Mm -hmm. Now you do it instantaneously, instantaneously on your phone. Yeah. The shit they were talking about, like, how to how to buy stocks and how to get good stocks, they did it a certain way where they made, like, three, four hundred percent returns uh, over the course of, like, five years. Like, phenomenal returns. Phenomenal. What they did... They researched uh, a company's background. They looked at um, the the quarter that just came out mm -hmm. in comparison to the last like three to five years of the same quarter, right? So if they're if quarter three just came out, they'd be looking at the next. They're the past three to five years of quarter three mm -hmm. to make sure that every quarter it goes up. That makes sense. And then they'd look at, like, what technological advances in the newspaper, because they got most of their info from the newspaper, mm -hmm. what technological things in the newspaper were said about these companies um, and kind of the outlook of the company. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember the exact percent, but it was something like if it was going up um, by, like, if a company's growth was going up by, like, 30%, uh year year after year it was a safe it was like a good bet on that company to buy in and they had like an 80 percent success rate it was it was phenomenal oh, they entered these uh these contests where they did like um where they i think they did like paper trading or whatever or everyone had the same amount of money it was something like that everyone you know maybe everyone got like ten thousand dollars yeah and you had to see what you could get over the course of a year and the people that use this method won always won um, so it's phenomenal method, right? And it all it is is researching the company mm -hmm. and making sure it's a good vetted company, and that's it. What that book had zero to do with, or well, very very little to do with, was analytical trading, which a lot of shit is analytical trading now, especially when you day trade. It's 
like all analytical. Yeah. I've watched some stuff on on gambling day trading, and that's you open up your your thing in the morning, you 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 look at what's hot for that day, you pick whatever one you want, and you hope that when you pick it, it goes up by a couple percent or a percent or whatever, and you pull out. Oh damn! It's yeah. gambling. Yeah. And I did it one day, and I cried, made money, but I cried. Then I did it another day. And I lost money and I cried more and then I did it again and I, I won money. It's just gambling. Yeah. But anyways, analytical trading. That's why I use TradingView uh, using the MACD. Um, I would use the, oh God, I don't even remember what it's called anymore. It's like the RAS or some shit like that. Um, I'll, I'll look up the exact terms here in a minute when Sam's talking. Um, what that book did not account for is Reddit, Twitter, and the media, mm, mm-hmm. and analytical trading. Mm-hmm. So right now in our country, Twitter and the media is a really big problem, a massive problem. Oh, yeah. People can go, like Elon can go on, Elon's the coolest dude in the world, but he can just go on, make a tweet, and fluctuate a stock by over 10%. Or a crypto, just like that, mm-hmm. from a tweet. Reddit, we've seen what Reddit has the power to do. Reddit has the power to bring GameStop from like an $18 stock to over $400. Yeah. Um, along with uh, multiple other companies that it did it with. And so those things, you can't, with those two things, shit can fluctuate so much and you have no idea. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the media, the media is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, it, everything in the media is lies. I don't believe anything the media has to say. You literally, like Sam was saying, a news article would come out saying Royal Caribbean's prepping to set sail for July. What happens? Their fucking stock would go down five to ten percent. I'm like, no. You, you have the media coming out with very good, hopeful news, and a stock goes down. Or you'll have the media coming out and saying, you have to you have to buy these stocks because of this, or you have to get out of all of these because of this, and then you'll watch them fluctuate over the next couple of weeks. Like, people in media, oh, get out of the Reddit craze, get out of the Reddit craze. Hey, man, that Reddit craze was still going on. People have still made millions of dollars, mm-hmm. by using, you know, and it's just because... You can't trust the media. Twitter and Reddit, and well, and the media can fluctuate these stocks and cryptos now so goddamn much, and so this method of trading is good. Like the the method from that book is good, sure, but it's so hard to correlate and justify in today's age. Oh yeah, um, and so. I just kind of was like, whatever, forget that book, because today's trading seems to be a lot different. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, Sam had a uh, brain fart there, so we're going to come back to me. So, um, a couple of charts I'd use. Um, So, I would have just the normal, like, um, candlestick with the, uh, uh, the candlestick with, um, I think it's like MA and EMA. Um, so just the candlesticks with the lines to kind of see the trend, right? The ups and downs. Um, when 
uh, you know, the candlesticks make the greens do, 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 up. Once they've made a couple greens, typically time to sell um, because then they might start developing reds. Okay, if, if you're day trading, if you're day trading. Um, so, you know, a stock's going up, it makes these candlesticks and um, depending on what you look at, I, I look at a five minute chart, uh, they make these candlesticks every five minutes and it either goes up for green or down for red. Um, and that just means that in a five minute span, that stock has been rising or mm -hmm. decreasing. Yep. After a certain amount, um, you know, you usually, if there's one full green formation, then you wait and sell towards uh, at the top of the second green formation. You'll miss out on a little bit of the gains, um, but you it's a pretty safe and it's safer bet. Um, otherwise, there's um, then then once you sell, then it'll start forming red candlesticks. And as long as it's a normal trading day, whatever, it'll make a couple red candlesticks. You'll buy at the at the lower end of the second candlestick. It's going to go down a little more possibly or it'll start coming up green, um, you know, and then all these things, though, they have, you know, there's a little chance that they plummet or there's a little chance that they boom. You just always have that in trading stocks and cryptos and stuff. I mean, sometimes I would just watch it for a day and I would buy a, towards the uh, bottom of the second red candlestick and then all of a sudden it would just keep plummeting. It would just form massive ass red candlesticks. And I'm like, well, that's dope. That's retarded. Um, but typically, day trading wise, typically day trading wise, if you held on, it would make it back up through the rest of the day. Um, or or into the next couple days. Right. Um, the, the other ones I use, these two I use a lot more than the candlestick formation. Uh, is the MACD 12 and, uh, and um, RSI 14. So how the MACD works, you have the candlestick formations, kind of, whatever. Um, but you also have lines to follow. There's a blue line and a yellow line. When the blue line goes above the yellow line, okay? Blue line goes above, above the yellow line, it's typically going to go up. So you follow this all the way up, and when that blue line and yellow line come close to convergence, you sell um, because that means it's going to cross. And when that crosses, the blue, the, when the blue line is below the yellow line, you start to have a decrease in price. Um, so there's always, there's kind of always like a, a max out. So you, your line will go up, 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 whatever. And then it kind of rounds off into like a bell and starts going down and that's when it usually crosses the yellow um, and so you do miss out on some of your money um, by by following that method you miss out on some of your gains but you're also making sure that it's not going to just peak up again mm -hmm. which it can still go under and peak up again right but as far as safe day trading this this method is from what i've researched is a pretty good one to follow you're gonna, as long as you follow the methods, you're typically gonna win more than you lose. Um, and so, yeah, the MACD 12, I really like that one. You just follow the, uh, you watch the blue and orange lines or blue and yellow lines. When the blue crosses and goes above yellow, you buy. When the blue, when the blue crosses and goes below the yellow, um, you sell around that point. Now, my favorite chart of all that I would use, um, and I, I actually had the most 
I had the most wins with this one. The most games with... Uh, yeah, so I've, I I did the most... How do I... Whatever. I had the most success rate trade by trade. However, I did not have the most gains trade by trade, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's... A, it's I, I didn't capture the really big jumps for the day. But when you're day trading, you're not... You, you shouldn't be looking for a 10% gain on a day trade. If you can drop five... To day trade, you need at least $25,000 in your account, okay? So if you're day trading, you're there to make a living day trading. So you're not trying to make... Or whatever. You just need to make up whatever fucking wage you'd make normally. So if you make 20 bucks an hour, eight hours a day, you just got to make more than 160 bucks. Right. And so you throw $5,000 in for a trade... And you just need it to go up 1%. Mm-hmm. And that's 50 bucks. If you can do that three times in a day, you've made it, right. right? Yeah. Or if you can toss that five grand in and it goes up 3%, you just made your wages for the day, Correct. right? So you need, a, you need a good amount of money up front to day trade. Otherwise, it's not going to allow you to day trade. Stocks anyways, not necessarily cryptos. You can do whatever you want with cryptos. Oh, yeah. But day trading stocks, you... You got to have a decent amount up front, but you only need to do a couple trades with a couple percent gain each time. You don't need a 10% gain. If you got a 10% gain, I've had 10% gains in a day trade and it's great and I I, won, I got 500 bucks and it was awesome. Um, I've also had times when I've watched it go up like 8%. I got greedy and then I ended up losing 10% and lost $500 in a trade. Mm-hmm. So you get the swing. So play it. I... I after, after doing day trading for, you know, I tried it out. I've done it like on and off, but I tried it out for like a full week. And what I learned is just play it safe. You're going to get pissed off because it, uh, play it safe. Don't gamble. Use your, use your analytical charts because every time I strayed away from the analytical charts, I lost money. Uh, that's not true. Most of the time. Um, but then when I would stick to my charts... I had like a uh, 90% success rate mm-hmm. when I stuck to my charts. Yeah. So it's foolish not to stick to them. And play it safe. If you, you're you doing your little trades. So boom, if you go up, take your 3%, whatever, get out. If it goes down and you're down 1%, either get out real quick or buckle up and wait for that sucker to ride back up. Right. Which is scary. Yeah, because there was one day you would like wait, had to wait like all day for it to go back up. Yeah, and it didn't even make it back up to where it was at. It ended up going into the next day, almost to the end of the next day before it went up. Yeah. And I had already sold out, and then I wanted to cry because then it went up 10% after that. Um, so, but if I would have had that money out, you know, so if I would have just taken my 1% loss that day when it went down right away or my 2 or 3% loss, if I would have just taken that loss and had that money, so then that next day... I could have bought in at its low when it was crossing again. Mm-hmm. I would have got that ten percent. I'd have made yeah. up yeah, for true. that for that loss. Yeah, that's so true. <coughs> and so, yeah, day day trading is a, a different game completely. But anyways, for day trading, uh, stocks, Robinhood, Webull, you need, need at least twenty five thousand dollars in your account. <coughs> You've been really successful with day trading <coughs> cryptos, though, haven't you? Yeah, so day trading cryptos works way better. I, I, you, I have way more luck day trading cryptos. They fluctuate so much. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and they follow the charts splendidly and they follow the charts so good <clears throat> um my recommendation if you're going to day trade use weeble <clears throat> weeble has weeble executes faster so Robinhood has a i think Robinhood has like a five minute delay behind the actual market yeah i think that's what we found five out. minute delay behind and i think weeble's a minute behind Okay. And then coin or sorry, trade trading view, trading view you can set up within the second. Um, but I like to set my uh, trading view to be set up on the same time span as the Robinhood because that's what I typically trade with. Um, so Robinhood, you can do all your fun stuff when you go to buy and sell or whatever. You can you can buy, you can uh, set limits and shit like that. You can set limits, which are nice, but everything is on a drop down. So you have your stop losses. Um, you know, you see so your stop loss, if it gets to a certain amount, it sells no matter what. Um, stop limit orders, limit orders, market orders, whatever, right? Cool. You can also do options on here, which I do not do and I'm not going to do. Um, but Weeble, what I like about Weeble when you pull up a stock like Riot, it is, you have all that stuff right here. So you can, so so instead of having to do your drop down and going through all this stuff, no, your order type, limit, market, whatever, you just press limit, you put in your quantity, you put in your price, time and day, extended hours, yes or no. Um, you put if you want stop losses or not, and if you do, you can enter those there. Take profit order, you can do that there, and you can just place your order. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's mm -hmm. such a, a fun and, and very friendly day trading app. And it's all kind of just laid out there for you. You get better charts on here. You can you can look at your stocks while looking at at a chart with the other charts pulled up so you you almost you don't even need the trading view at this point and you can set up your different charts and stuff and you can watch that all on one screen robin hood you can't do that if you open up an extended view chart you have to close out of that to go make a to go make a purchase right which would just fuck me up because sometimes i'd be trying to do it on my phone they're going to make an order on my phone um I'd have to make an order on my phone on Robinhood because I'd have my my whole uh, thing pulled up on my computer um, because I wanted to see the actual like trend on Robinhood compared to TradingView because we're five minutes behind just to get a little more like sense of what what the numbers are actually at. Um, but I think Weeble is a there's a lot more shit going on, so it's a little more confusing. But once you figure it out, I think Weeble's a lot better one to use. Um, and after I, so right now I have all of my money in, um, not all, I have a lot of my money in Robinhood right now because that's the one I initially started on. Um, I have a couple holds right now that when those holds come to fruition, I'm going to move my day trading amount, um, probably like 30,000-ish over to Weeble to do day trading stuff on Weeble. Mm -hmm. uh, just because I prefer the platform way over Robinhood uh, for day trading. As far as like just buying and holding, I think Robinhood's a great option. It's it's super easy to use. Um, it's, it's just easy, it's simple, it's a good platform when it comes to that. So I mean, stuff that I'm gonna hold longer, I'm gonna keep in my Robinhood. 
um, but I want to transfer over to Webull for my for when I day trade. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then, um, so that that's for uh, both. Uh, you can do most stocks on. I think you can be probably all stocks on Robinhood and Webull, um, and then some cryptos. Not many. Uh, you you get the you get the mains. You get the main Ethereum, Bitcoin, <clears throat> Litecoin, and a couple other things, right? couple other main ones whatever dogecoin on robin hood which is uh the best one um but weeble doesn't have dogecoin so um at least they didn't last time i checked no so you can't buy dogecoin on weeble so you gotta keep that in your robin hood but what i use for my long-term crypto holds is coinbase um i do not use coinbase for any sort of trading because coinbase gives you fees oh my god um coinbase gives you fees so the last thing you want to do is be doing a bunch of trades on coinbase like a fucking dildo head and the next thing you know you're getting smacked with fees every time that's foolish trade on Robinhood or weeble um unless it's a unless it's one that's not supported then do whatever you gotta do um but I like uh, Coinbase because it's a it's a wallet. You can send and receive money from there. You can't send and receive if you buy Bitcoin in Robinhood. You're not sending and receiving. They have talked about um, setting up a wallet, a wallet within Robinhood uh, and maybe Webull, uh, which would be massive because if they did that. Um, I probably wouldn't have, I probably, I honestly wouldn't use Coinbase. If there was a wallet, I wouldn't use Coinbase mm-hmm. because the, the big point of having it here is this money then is money I can send and receive. Um, it's in my wallet. I, I like that. I, I pay the fee to have that long term. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, you can only get cryptos on Coinbase, but that's, that's what I do. I, I buy whatever I'm going to hold long term in there because it's in a wallet that I can send and receive mm-hmm. if, if I want to use that. Um, and then if it switches, Robinhood gets it, whatever, I might switch to that. Um, the, big, the big reason I like, uh, I guess, well, Sam, do you have anything to say about... Uh, about the platforms and what you like. I only use Robinhood. Okay, cool. So, um, the the main reason I have some hold of certain cryptos um, is because of centralization and decentralization. Um, so, like, centralization is like the currency of of um the the United States is centralized currency, right? So like the dollar. Yes. The centralized currency. And then decentralized is something that is not trackable, right? So cryptocurrency. Right. The people's money. Um and so the they they've talked about making something called the Fed coin, which would be a cryptocurrency that's a centralized currency. So it would be a centralized trackable currency. They've talked about getting rid of the dollar bill. Um, And so it would be strictly, the government would know every single transaction you make. They can can tax you on every uh, transaction you make. They can take your money, whatever, right? Because 
it's a Fed coin, there'll be a, a federal wallet. He said everyone will have a wallet, like a federal wallet. Um, and, and so it's a, it's just, it's too centralized. That's something they're talking about having. Um, and I think that's why a de decentralized currencies like Bitcoin um, and some of the other cryptos, I think like Ethereum and Bitcoin are pretty safe ones. I do have a couple other ones, um, but those are my favorite as far as uh, decentralized currencies go, just because I feel like they're a little, they're, they're a lot more stabilized mm -hmm. with uses and stuff. Um, and so I, I do before, and I'd still do a lot of trading of cryptocurrencies, but I just started doing long-term holds with cryptos too, um, for the sheer fact that I don't trust the government not to move to a centralized currency that tracks everyone. Correct. And so if we have, if you, if you start buying certain cryptos like the Bitcoin Ethereum, then not only are you going to make massive fucking gains when, when you go to buy, right? Like when, if, if that happens, we move to a Fed coin or something like that, the value of Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to go through the absolute roof and you will already have that currency. So number one, you're going to make massive gains on it. And then number two, you have an, a decentralized currency that's safe to use. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why I hold some of my assets in Coinbase like that. Um, and then a lot of the other ones I uh, just trade on Robinhood because there's no fees. Right. So I think Sam wants to wrap this up. She looks very pissed that I'm still talking. I mean, you just went on a 15-minute rant. <laughs> I literally timed him. Um, I might have talked for 10 seconds in that 15 minutes. <laughs> I so fucking badly want to just, yeah, I've been looking for, like, uh, my vision and what I want to do, mm -hmm. and I think I just want to make YouTube videos of me losing money day trading. We can do that. Like, that's just what I want to do, I think. I, so does that mean I get a new phone now? Uh, well, I would do it during the day, so I'd probably just do it off my computer or something. Oh, lame. Anyways. Um, I do remember my thought, but do you care to listen to my thoughts? Absolutely, babe. Tell it to the world. Um, so one of the things, like, we've heard is us commoners trading on Robinhood and all these sites is the reason that stocks have gotten so volatile. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did see there is one eastern state that is trying to ban Robinhood in their state. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, Kentucky, right? I thought it was like Virginia. Virginia, okay. Maryland. It's some eastern state. Anyways. Yeah. I'm well, sure that, I mean, honestly, that state probably shouldn't exist then, let's be honest. Right. Um, but that just goes to show that uh, the the one percenters, let's say... Um, are actually getting affected by um, regular people making money off of stocks because we're doing it in um, a different way than what they're used to and what they have learned. Absolutely. Um, and it's a little less predictable, but I'd say the gains are a lot um, more than what people have made probably in the past. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, and, and it's just uh, 
by by a state not allowing something like that, right, is just more government control, mm-hmm. um, which is even more reason for you to own cryptos and shit like that. So Correct. keep that in mind too. Correct. Okay, there was my th- food for thought. Um, love it, babe. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um, fucking. I'm not telling you to buy stocks or cryptos. I'm just telling you I enjoy doing it. Yeah, we're just telling you what we do. Um, And if you want to do it, here's a little bit of advice for you. Right. So, yeah, feel free. Have fun. Do whatever you want to do with life. I think it's a a lot of fun. Um, And then we'll catch you on the next one. See you.